Hello, and welcome again to The Future Of. I'm your host, Jonathan Narvi, and I am here with Connor Galway, the president of Junction Consulting. Sorry, did I get that wrong? That, that right? No, that's right. You got it. Yes. Junction Consulting. Good. Um, excellent. Um, and uh, so I, I was actually, you know what, uh, I, I want to talk today about the future of business post-COVID-19 and uh, talking about day zero planning. Um, we'll get into what that means in a moment. But first, I was hoping, uh, Connor, um, I, I've, we've actually sort of had shared similar circles for years, but I, I don't think I've talked to you in, in a dog's age. So it's been a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you sort of give uh, the audience your, your quick uh, origin story and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, I appreciate it. And it's good to, to reconnect. Um, yeah, it was funny. We are, I got started in, in this sort of industry and by industry, I mean consulting and digital business um, back in about 2010 around the Olympics. Um, and it's funny because it was, it, it was a similar time to now in a very different way in that this internet thing was just becoming mainstream into Vancouver. So everything was changing and it was new and it was exciting. And some friends of mine and I looked around, looked around and we said, you know, we're sort of young, entrepreneurial. Um, if we don't take advantage of this, we're crazy. Uh, and so what we did is we, we looked at all the different opportunities. Like, should we start a hot dog stand or a t-shirt company? And the thing that we identified was that the internet was, was going to be legit. Like it was going to be something that's going to stick around and that businesses had an opportunity to take advantage of it. So we launched a little project all around Olympic hockey. And it was just supposed to be like a fun little blog that we were going to talk about the players and the games and that kind of thing. Ended up getting like a quarter million readers um, ended up like informing a bunch of European sites. And at the end, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we're just a couple of people figuring this out from a coffee shop on Granville Street. Like, why is every business not doing this? So at the time we, you know, we didn't, we're, you know, youngish guys. So we didn't have a whole lot to risk, but we left our jobs, started a little shop and started doing this stuff. And then fast forward about five years, we decided that we saw another shift, which was brands had been outsourcing everything. Uh, and now they were pivoting to insourcing to like actually developing capacity, having their own agencies and creative. And so we, we pivoted to, to consulting. Um, and so kind of our job has been to see around corners to understand what's happening and like what's going on in the marketplace. That's actually a really perfect introduction because uh, I like how you tied the, um, you know, how you started out with um, really the, the, you know, the possibilities that mm -hmm. are here right now, which may seem like a very strange thing to say in the middle of a pandemic. And yet here we are. Um, I, I, I was, uh, I, I think I saw a uh, LinkedIn post of yours uh, about uh, day zero planning and uh, I was intrigued and it was actually exactly what uh, along lines I was thinking about. Uh, what do you mean by day zero planning mm -hmm. at this time of COVID as businesses are kind of, um, on their back foot a little bit, maybe um, not quite sure what is the next step uh, to pivot, to adapt, to um, you know, start thinking, talking, and doing uh, the things that they need to do 
for the future of their business. So that, that was a very long, long-winded way to, to say, maybe tell us a little bit more about this day zero concept. Go sure. I, I'd be happy to. And, and day zero is, is funny. It's something that we've been talking about for a while. Um, and, and the general concept is that like change is going to happen that there, there will be a moment when your business or your industry is going to shift in some way. And it just happens to be that like, it's very obvious right now. And um, so the, the way we think about it is we're, let's plan into that moment in the future, that moment when you know, we see uh, Dr. Teresa Tam go on TV and be like, all right, we're going to start to ease this a little bit. Or that moment when, you know, the industry starts to open up and we're starting to welcome people back in our doors and what we know is going to happen just from looking at every previous recession and downturn is that most people are going to be unprepared. Most people are going to spend this time treading water. And like, I, you know, I'm a small business owner myself. I, I know what it's like to try to keep people employed, try to try to keep the business going. And there's a lot of, you know, sad stories out there right now. And, and my heart goes out to the people who are, are struggling through this. Um, and when it comes to like planning for our business and ensuring that we are able to make payroll and grow our businesses, you know, we can kind of plan for one of two outcomes. Uh, and, and the way I think about it is one of two things is going to happen. Either our business is going to survive and thrive or it's not. And I would much rather plan for option one. So day zero planning is about looking to that moment in the future and saying, what can I be doing right now to prepare? How do I put myself in the best possible uh, opportunity to take advantage of that? Um, because otherwise, we're, I'm going to be just like everybody else, trying to tread water through the recovery. Well, that's a very positive note to be on at this time. And again, a, a realistic one. And uh, like we're, we're not blowing smoke here. This, mm -hmm. is, uh, this is hard um, business strategy kind of stuff that really... Um, you know, businesses should be thinking about at any time. It, there, there's, I don't think there's really any good day in a business where a, the, the founder and, and the leadership team are like, yeah, we're pretty much doing everything we need to do. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. let's just keep doing that and not think about how we're going to change. And, uh, you know, it's, it's con businesses is constantly evolving. So in, in one sense, you know, we're all, we're always, at, at day zero, but obviously this is a unique circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, um, you know, in, in my experience, so on, on the marketing and, and PR side of things for business, um, one thing that I was reminded of, and I don't know how I ever forgot it, was just uh, around how companies that invest more in their marketing during a downturn uh, can increase their share of voice because obviously some companies that didn't squirrel away uh, resources for a global pandemic, you can't really blame them for that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, they just don't have the resources to do a lot of advertising and digital marketing and, and uh, inbound, outbound, whatever it is they're doing. Um, so if you do have those resources, if you do have those capabilities, um, then now's the time to increase your share of voice. And actually, uh, the percentage of share of voice that, that you garner during the downtime, that's actually going to increase um, even more when the economy rebounds. And suddenly, you've gone from a, uh, an also-ran to a leader in whatever mm -hmm. industry you're in. 
Well, I mean, let's put some real numbers behind that. Like uh, face, Facebook ad numbers are down between 40 and, and 50%. And when, what I mean by that is the amount of money that we would pay for an impression or a click is almost twice as affordable now as it was this time last year. And if we look at like earned media, media is still publishing. You know, writers still need to put things out into the world. And they, there are just so many fewer stories and fewer releases going out right now. Yeah, I, I love the opportunity of an uncluttered marketplace. And I think it's important that you know, day zero planning is also about like day to day planning. It's like, what can we be doing today? And I think it's, it's taking a hard look at our budgets and saying, where can we cut today? Where can we, can we spend effectively today so that we're in the best possible position there? And yeah, if we have a few dollars here and there that we can save for advertising and marketing and promotion, the, the opportunities have never been better. You know, as long as we're on brand, on message, being respectful and mindful of what's going on, yeah, there's some there's some huge bargains to be had right now in marketing. Hmm. Uh, perfect. Um, I wanted to segue just slightly into um, uh, maybe a conversation about um, how not how I, I guess how businesses can also prepare themselves uh to hit the ground mm -hmm. running maybe psychologically and also um fight against uh what i see as a bit of a shelter in place attitude which has taken over not just the business community but the population as a whole and obviously completely understandable mm -hmm. uh the you know the situation we're in uh I'm, I'm i'm not saying that you know every business owner should be saying you know what uh, screw the regulations. I'm I'm opening up my restaurant or whatever it is, my 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 gym. Uh, you know, um, uh, damn the torpedoes. And and but at the same time, uh, the people who are um, sort of the people who put the clamp down on the economy, the government, um, you know, which did so for you know, totally understandable reasons. Um, we need, as I think as business leaders uh, and people who are visible, have a voice, we have to sort of give these people a bit of cover mm. to say, uh, you know, there is a need here. Uh, we, we, you know, we want to do business. Um, you know, people have talked about, you know, there being restrictions in place for a year. Maybe there will be, but, uh, you know, the, the people who are elected, who you know sort of have have closed down the economy and now are trying to um, you know help us get through with our own tax dollars we haven't paid yet. Um, you know I, I don't want this to get overly political and I'm coming to a mm -hmm. point here. Um, I feel like uh, yeah business leaders have to give elected officials a little bit of cover just by saying hey there's there's a need to uh, um, you know, get the economy going again. I want to run my business. Uh, we will do so in a safe manner. We're not going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I, I think I, I love the, the entrepreneurial spirit and like the, the way that creativity can help solve problems within this, this framework. So I totally agree that like we as business owners need to be taking the lead on this. Mm -hmm. um, so the, one of the ways that I think about that is like our opportunity is to consider that the need that we were satisfying, whatever it is that whether it was food or clothing or fitness or whatever, the, the need that we were satisfying for the most part hasn't gone away, right? It just, 
it's either been delayed or people are unable to satisfy that need somehow. And the question is, how can we continue to, to satisfy that? And so like, I've seen some really interesting um, brands out there. I, local brand, Earl's Restaurant, um, you know, Vancouver brand, Canadian brand. Um, they've been doing things like grocery delivery and providing recipes online and even having like live virtual um, wine tastings with their sommelier where they had over 500 people in the last few weeks sign up and hang out with them. Like what, what I think what Earl's is doing there is proving that people want to engage with them. They want to be back out there tasting wine and, and, and eating together. So I think about like, how can we be proving that demand, uh, whether it's like a live fitness class happening over Zoom or, or Instagram, like how can we use our creativity to move the, the economy forward? And, you know, not just from a political perspective either, like that's just good business. You know, it's, it's good business to stay engaged with our community and continue to provide the thing that they depend on us for. Totally, totally. So, uh, you know, and then to circle back to the core of your uh, idea around day zero planning, this is, as you said, it's adapting for, uh, you know, the, the, the current business situation where we're all locked down, but uh, these may be perfectly viable, in fact, much more profitable ways of doing business mm. now and into the future. Um, you know, I, I think this huge boost, for example, in online learning uh, that's obviously going to continue on, uh, uh, you know, when, when people are actually, uh, out, you know, free to, you know, gallivant outside a little bit more, um, you know, maybe that the, the, they will see a bit of a, 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 a downward curve. Uh, we're always talking about, you know, uh, what are the flattening the curve? Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, yeah, gyms that uh, provide fitness lessons online and uh, like these kinds of things could have been done years ago, but now here's the, here's the big push. We, it took a pandemic to change human nature. I, I, I love how like, all of these projects that people have put off for years are just starting to come up, right? Like, I mean, even within my own business, like we've, we've introduced live coaching and, and webinars in ways that we've been talking about for years, like the, the fitness industry. And, and I, what I think is really interesting is that in the post COVID world, um, there's kind of one of two minds, right? People are like, well, we're all these things that we're doing now, we're going to stick around. And I don't think that's necessarily true. But then there's the other person saying, well, the moment we go back to normal, we're going to have to switch back to the way we used to do business. And I don't think that's necessarily true either. Like when we think about planning, um, I think that, all of us should be considering how do we how do we use an and approach like how do we take the best of both worlds and like every single you know um, tourism brand for example should be considering that people are going to want to have some sort of digital engagement or digital experience with their destination before they go or you know every um, everybody in education or entertainment is going to want to have some sort of supplement where they can experience it from home and have the, the real life experience because like, you can't you can't like completely replace the in real life or the IRL experience. But, you know, there's times when it's just much easier to take a class from home. And so I think that what businesses should be doing right now is, is planning for how do we take, how do we experiment? How do we try stuff right now when like, you know, the gloves are off, the red tape is down, it's easy to get anything approved by, you know, senior management. I don't know, try it, do it. So how do we experiment now? And then how do we implement that into our, our regular business once all of this is over? Totally, totally. Well, I, and I can see, even from a, a personal uh, perspective, uh, we were talking a little bit before we, we kicked off the conversation 
about um, just how um, I've started taking advantage of, uh, you know, I, I, I had a YouTube account, I think in March of 2006 and uh, barely touched it for well over a decade. And uh, now we're doing a ton of vlogging and, and uh, uh, podcasting. And what do you know? It works. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that goes, isn't it? Uh, you know, you get into the trap a little bit of working, uh, uh, in your business as opposed to working on your business. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, this has really been a wake up call of, you know, you, you, you know, you advise clients to take advantage of these technologies and these marketing outlets. And, and, uh, when you actually use them yourself, uh, they, they actually work. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Well, I think that in sort of business as usual, we can get really wrapped up in, in everything being so precious, right? It has to be so perfect and polished before we're ever going to release it out to the world. Like I was, I was talking to a good friend of mine who runs a, a, a group of restaurants here in Vancouver called Kokomo. And um, she had thought for years about offering uh, an online grocery where they could sell their sauces, they could sell their ingredients and like even like resell their, their suppliers goods. But like, Oh my goodness. Like it has to be great. And like, people have to have a perfect experience. W what do you know? This happens in two weeks. She's got online grocery. It's up, it's rolling. It's not perfect. And people love it. it, it so I, I, I would encourage anybody to say like that thing that you've had in the back of your head, like give it a shot. Like right, right now is the best possible time to do it. And so like good, good for you for leaning into the content and the, the podcasts and, and all of mm. that. Mm. Well, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's it's just uh, it works, and I, I think it, yeah, your your example that you just gave really illustrates a point that you know I I, I often say uh, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, mm -hmm. and uh, so you know do or as uh, I, I think it was General Patton once said uh, uh, a a good plan executed violently today beats a uh, perfect plan uh, next week. So, um, you know, you can take out the violent part, but uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think that this has been a, a great talk about, um, you know, day zero planning, um, you know, and the, and the future of business at, uh, post uh, COVID-19. Uh, any f final thoughts? Just try stuff. You know, like I, I love this as an opportunity to experiment. I would, I would love to see more people like get out there, create content, uh, offer digital experiences and, and all through the lens of, you know, how do we provide the maximum amount of value to our audience? Mm. People are forgiving right now and we, we can stumble and we can fail and then we'll pick ourselves up and try again. Perfect. Uh, one final question for you, Connor. Mm -hmm. uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to mm. learn more about you? Great question. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, so I write an email every Monday that I'm obsessed with. It's called The Brief. Um, you can sign up at brief.wearejunction.com. It's about like what's happening in digital. Uh, it's where I publish articles like, you know, what, what we were talking about, like day zero planning. Um, I'm on the internet, we're at Hey Junction is our social handle and I'm Connor underscore G because once upon a time I thought the underscore was a good idea and I've been kicking myself ever since. But you can find me on, on Twitter, on Instagram at Connor underscore G. Perfect. Connor, it has been a real uh, pleasure talking with you now and uh, long overdue. So mm -hmm. thanks again for taking the time. 
you've been listening to the future of business post COVID-19, uh, or not sure how I'm going to title this, the future of business uh, after day zero. I'll figure that out in the uh, editing. All right. Thanks very much, Connor. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye.